0: Welcome to Livingstone's Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Ah, oh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You know what? I have so much energy because I have not preached once this year. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. All, all three of you that I paid to laugh for that one, but anyway, no, thank you. Happy 2024. I'm glad you're here. It's the first Sunday of the new year. Like I said, it doesn't feel like New Year's anymore. It's already a weekend. It's like, oh my goodness, like so much has already happened, so much is already going on. Um, it's pretty intense. And and uh, I'm I'm gonna just share this for a moment. And the, his family asked me to to keep it brief. Um, and so I'm gonna do that, but uh, as much as I can. Of course, most of you you know that that we lost our our beloved Jesse this last week. Um, he was in uh japan helping a friend move and get settled in and and uh just he he had a uh, uh what what is it called AJ? what what happened yep something very technical um happened where he had a blood clot basically and uh and and just passed out on the on the side of the road and and died on the way to the hospital um but i got that awesome opportunity this week to uh, uh, go and and share at a at a little vigil at his at where he played hockey, uh, roller hockey here in Temecula, and it was awesome to see all the the punk rockers and and all the hockey guys and everybody coming together to celebrate this awesome man. And uh, and so, what an amazing thing he has touched so many lives. He served here in our in our children's ministry. For those of you that didn't know Jesse, he was the guy with the big mohawk. He's kind of hard to miss, right? And we just loved him. He was larger than life in every way. And so. Um, we will have we will have a memorial for him in the next weeks as as uh, his body comes back and and uh, and so we'll look forward to having everybody there for that uh, but it was definitely a challenging thing to hear um, and to to have to go through this last week and and so i know a lot of us have shed tears and and uh, but we're also shouting for joy cuz he is he I, we were talking about it at our staff with our with our team this morning saying i'll bet he went right up to heaven and showed jesus how to put a mohawk on you know and, and so I, I, just, I just could see him doing that, just the life of the party. So, so who's ready to get in the Word today? Are you ready? Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. And while you're turning there, um, do I have some paper Bible people in the, in, here today? We've got some paper Bibles? Oh, yeah, we've got some paper Bibles. Yeah, you've you got some new ones got for Christmas. That's awesome. Uh, how many are on your electronic Bibles? We've got a few of those too. Yeah, good. I, I see some people online, uh, my boss, Ross hey buddy, good to see you. I'm glad you're watching today. Uh, Christopher Twist is doubling in wherever he went. Um, he's, he's watching also. Um, and uh, Daniel, Daniel Stevenson, thank you for being here today, man. I'm glad that you're watching today. Um, I'm excited to get into the Word. Who's excited to get into the Word? Ooh. Oh man, prayer was incredible yesterday. You guys got to come next Saturday. I know it's cold. It was really cold. It was really cold. But as soon as that sun started to come up and it shine on your face while you're, while you're sitting there praying and and man, it was interesting for us because we didn't know that the band people were coming. And so as we're praying, we just start hearing more and more cars come in and more and more noise happening. And then all of a sudden, these giggles and laughs of the kids and, and the crashing of, of cans and bottles on the ground as they're sorting them out. And, and uh, I, I just was so enthralled with Jesus in that moment to sit there. I was like, man, What what an awesome picture of the calamity and the craziness that can happen around us. But when we focus our attention on Jesus, I know it's hard to do. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of stuff going on. But when we focus on Jesus, man, it seemed like everything else just began to dissipate. It was such a cool moment. So definitely come next Saturday. I will do that for the next two Saturdays for sure. If you guys get all crazy, maybe we'll do it even longer than that. I would love to see that. That would be amazing. Um, But uh, ah, here we go. Are you still feeling that New Year concept a week later? I know, like when we're, when we're crossing over, that's what we, that last week's message, crossing over. When we are crossing over into the New Year, you have all this anticipation, all these things, and then you go to work, right? And then life happens. And then kids are going crazy, just like they did in 2023, right? You've got all these things, and all of a sudden it's just another day, right? Here we are, we're getting through it, we're doing it. And the, the, the transformation didn't happen. I went to the gym, right? Did anybody go to the gym? You don't have to admit it. <clears throat> you don't have to admit it. You probably stood in line like it was Disneyland, but not as much fun, right? To, to work on a machine you don't even know how to use for five minutes. But no transformation in a week, huh? Like, it just doesn't, things just don't happen overnight, do they? Well, it didn't happen for me either. <laughs> I, I didn't change overnight either. Um, but go ahead and tell your neighbor today's message is titled transformation. 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 We're going to get into Romans chapter 12, verse 1 right now. And so, dear brothers and sisters, hey, that's you. That's me. Point to somebody. Say, that's you. That's you. That's me. That's you. Brothers and sisters, I plead with you. Come on. This is, this is our brother Paul. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because, all, because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Verse 2, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform. Somebody say transform. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Are you excited about this new series? Come on, mind grown, right? I thought about like, man, is that a really a good title? Because it kind of sounds like if you're not spelling right, it might be like my mind is groaning, you know, but no, my, my mind is growing, right? We're mind grown instead of mind blown, right? And so we're going to let God grow our minds this year. Can we commit to that? Come on, let's say it together. I will let God grow my mind. I will let God grow my mind. We're going to let God grow our minds today. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank You for Your Word. I thank You for Your Word because it transforms us. God, it grows us into new people. It grows us into who You've called and created us to be. Lord, You made us from the very beginning. You had a thought that was us. And You have an intention for our lives. And so God, I pray, Lord, that You would work in our minds, even through this series and through this whole year, to grow us more of who You want us to be, closer to Your Son, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Here's point number one. Where are my note takers at? Do we have some note takers? Got like three people who take notes? The rest of you, you just want to shout and get excited, right? Because you're like, if I take notes, I can't, I can't focus on being excited. That's, that's my excuse. That's, that's the, the excuse I usually make. That's a good one? You like it? Okay. Because usually I'm like, dude, if I take notes, I'm like, I'm not going to be paying attention. I've got to be in it. Is anybody like me? Like, I have ADD. I have ADHD. But like, I just can't, like, I can't sit in the back. Because if I see somebody that has like, something in their hair, I'm like, I don't hear anything that gets said. Is anybody, you know, we got some people like that, right? Like a bald guy, I'm like trying to see like, what is, which light is reflecting off of, you know. Like just trying to, that's just where, my, you guys, don't judge me. This is a new year, come on. Like, but this is the things that go through my mind when I'm sitting in the back. That's why I sit in the front. I have to, I have to. But here's point number one for my note takers. I will give my life to worship Jesus. That stood out to me in this Scripture. That stood out to me in verse 1 where it says this is truly the way to worship Him. is to completely give your life to Him. Completely. Somebody say completely. Now, complete to so many people means so many things. Is anybody with me? Right? To complete a task. How many of us have teenagers? Hello, right? How, how easy is it for them to complete a task? Right? Some, how many of us have husbands? Yeah, how is how it for them to complete a task? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing where we've got marriage counseling. We can do this for you guys. We can take care of you. It's hard sometimes to complete things, isn't it? But it's asking us to give our lives completely to Him. This is, how, this is acceptable worship. As we give our lives completely. Somebody say completely. Completely. You know, as we started reading this chapter, these first two verses, it's, it says the word sacrifice. Does anybody know that word sacrifice? Sometimes it feels like a sacrifice to do different things, doesn't it? It feels like a sacrifice even to, to be in this room that's cold today. I don't know why it's so cold in here. We've got to figure out that heater. But it feels cold in here, right? So that, that can feel like a sacrifice. It can feel like a sacrifice just to come out of your house, right? Anybody feel that sometimes? You're like, dude, I put on pants for you, Pastor. Like, give me something good, right? Are you with me? Like, I could have been in my pajamas right now watching online, right? But you're here today. Somebody say amen. Oh, you made it to church today. You've, you've already won the first Sunday. You are on track to hit every Sunday this year. Incredible. I'm so proud of you. I can't even believe it. I mean, what a New Year's resolution. I'm so glad you, you, you decided to do that. You're going to be with us every Sunday. Man, goodness gracious. Well, here we go. As I was looking up what sacrifice means, especially as we're getting into this series, mind grown if we're going to see true transformation this year, or any year for that matter, we have to change our mindset. Come on, somebody say amen. My life is not my own. My life is not my own. Are you with me? Are you still with me? Ushers, close the back doors. They're not allowed to leave. My life is not my own. My life is a living sacrifice to worship Jesus, somebody say sacrifice. Yikes! That doesn't sound good. Like the word sacrifice does not sound good. I think we've muddled down what what sacrifice really means because we think like inconveniences are a sacrifice. They're not. A sacrifice is so much more crazy than that. The word sacrifice. Here, I'm going to give you the definition. You, you came here to learn today, right? The word sacrifice means an act of slaughtering an animal or person or surrendering a possession as an offering to God, or to a divine or supernatural figure. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty violent. Does that sound violent? It sounds a little violent to me. It's slaughtering an animal, or a person, or completely giving something up for God. So When I start to think like, oh man, let's start this new year about slaughtering ourselves, right? Like, oh, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? I mean, it could make a really good movie, but In the middle of it, I'm like, dude, that's so violent. That's so crazy. I don't know if I could could wrap my head around what that word sacrifice means, the slaughtering of an animal or a person. But when I think about this new year, I do get excited because I start to think, man, if I were to slaughter the old person, come on, this is what we wanted to do with that crossing over into a new year. We were like, you know what? I'm going to eat healthy every day. Then that changed by lunchtime when I got stressed out and went to Chick-fil-A. Come on, somebody. Right? I'm going to read my Bible every day until I actually overslept and the alarm woke me up and I had to rush out the door. Come on. Is anybody with me? i got normal people in this church, right? You're like, I thought I was going to be transformed this year, but it turns out I'm still me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I need a little extra power For some transformation. Is anybody with me? I need I need Jesus to intervene a little bit so that I can see some transformation in my life. And can somebody just tell me right now, Pastor Justin, it's not gonna happen overnight. Oh, thank you guys. I needed to hear that. I just was I was thinking like, man, I I can do this. Mm. (sighs) A few more. Yeah, Dunkin', yeah, we son, we can go to Dunkin' Donuts. It's yeah, we can do that. I'm not going to get anything. I'm just going to get this one and that one and and a 400-calorie drink to go with it that they call coffee, but I'm pretty sure it's a milkshake, you know? Come on, somebody, right? I've earned it. I deserve it. You know, come on. Is anybody like me? Ah. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, it says, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Somebody say all. You know what? If we go and look up the word in, in Greek, you know what it means? All. It means everything. I mean, all of it. Like, there, there, nothing left behind, right? All. Somebody say all. All your heart. All your soul. And all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. You, if we're going to be a living sacrifice... Right? If we're going to slaughter our old self, I'm not going to be my old self anymore. That means I have to deny myself a lot. Somebody say a lot. A lot. We just got through Christmas where we did not deny ourselves at all. Amen, right? Like, like I don't know about you, but I love spoiling my kids. I, have a, I, I love spoiling my wife. And do I have any husbands like that? Right? I love spoiling my wife. Right? And it's like we did not deny ourselves at all. But now when you come into this new mindset with Christ, okay, I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to put God first in everything that I do. Somebody say God first. God first. You know, I've had so many people say, like, Pastor, like I, I want to be a part of the church, but coming at 8 o'clock in the morning to help set up and to do those things, that's, that's hard. And you know what's funny is I'm, I'm driving by and I'm putting signs out. Do you, do you guys see my signs? Make, tell me that it's worth putting out. Yeah, you guys see those signs? Did you even notice they were there? Nobody noticed? Okay, good, good. You saw them, good. I just want to make sure. Like, there's a lot of effort, right, to do these things. But as I'm putting out my signs, I'm watching people with, with like all this gear coming out of their car to go watch their kids play baseball in this freezing weather. And I'm thinking, is it a sacrifice to go to church? Hell no. Come on, somebody. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? You will go and sit and watch Little League, which means... Sorry for all your little people. Nothing. But yet, oh getting to church on time, that's hard. That's a sacrifice. You know, I sacrificed to volunteer here and be here today. No, you didn't. Come on. Like I don't mean to be offensive. Like I'm here every week. I know if you're here or not. Are you with me? Like we can, we can come up with a new mindset. Like maybe we can set the bar a little higher. Like just a little higher. Like when we set it like down here and we're like, oh, it's so hard. And like, oh, I can't believe I had to get over that bar. Oh, you woke me up today. Come on, somebody. Like whenever I think about that, and I'm sure this offended like at least 70% of the room today. And that's fine. I've offended myself because I complain and whine about stuff too. But then I think about Jesus. And especially as we were talking about communion today. And I don't know why it didn't hit me quite like this ever before, but just sitting there thinking like Judas is sitting right there and he knows he's going to go betray him. And he still gave the promise. I don't know about you, but if I knew that somebody was going to betray me in the room, I'd be like, you know what? i got something for everybody, but you, you, you got to leave because I don't have it for you because you're a punk. Is anybody with me? Like, I don't know about you, but I'd be kind of like bitter. Do I have anybody that gets bitter over stuff? Like, when people mistreat you or or do things wrong, they know they're about to do something wrong to you, and yet still smiled at your face. Come on, somebody. Like, here's Judas eating dinner with everybody else, and yet Jesus says, I got something for you guys. I got something for you. I got a promise for you that you can hold on to forever. As often as you can, do this in remembrance of me. Man, it just blew my mind. To me, it's hard sometimes, like, to go into a room with somebody that I know betrayed me. Anybody feel that? I know for me, like, I, I go in and I'm cordial and I'll give them a hug and tell them I love them because it's true. But I'm also, there's something inside of me that gets a little angry. Come on. Sometimes we feel that with God. You ever feel that with God? Like you prayed and that, that prayer wasn't answered? And you kind of feel that bitterness? Like, God, I want to trust you. God, I want to know that you're real. God, I want to know that you exist in my life, but yet you didn't come through for me like I thought you should have. Anybody with me? Come on, that bitterness can set in. But as we start to live a life of sacrifice, as we really are a living sacrifice for God, violently slaughtering our old way of thinking. Come on, think of it like that for a minute. I know for my men in here, they're like, dude, this sounds awesome. Are you with me? That's why men's group and women's group are separate for those things, right? Because men want to go and break things and cut things and do crazy stuff. And and you know what? They want that stuff to break in them the same way. Women, women, I love you because you're so loving and so nurturing and so all these things. If If we try and love and nurture our husbands, they don't get it. Are you with me? They're like, awesome. Like, but if you were to say, hey, honey, I, I bought us some time out at the, at the gun range and we, we're going to go shooting. And they'd be like, are you serious? This is awesome. Let's go blow something up. Or, look, at, I, look at the smiles on the men in the room right now. They're just like, oh, 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 that sounds awesome. Or we can go have bagels that, you know, yeah, we can go and sit and look at each other in the Listen, men. If you, if you want her to do those types of things, you need to go and sit and have a bagel and, and drink coffee and hold her hands and look her in the eyes and tell her she is the most important, most beautiful, most incredible person in the entire world. Look at these ladies now. The same smile of you blowing stuff up is the same smile she gets when you just see her and her only. If my wife was here, I'd be doing it to her, but she's in serving in kids today. But I'd be holding her hands and just, gawking at her in their, in her eyes cuz that's what she wants that's what she she wants un, unwavering attention not not me looking at my phone to see what, how how the oilers are doing oh man they're tied honey you know can, can we just like listen to the radio while while we're eating or no that's not what she wants this is what she wants this is what she wants uh, if you're a husband in here just grab your hand, your wife's hands right now just like no just fingertips just fingertips just like this Just little fingertips. That's it. Hold her fingertips. Look her in the eye. This feels awkward, doesn't it? It feels awkward. This is therapy. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. As As you hold her fingertips just like that and look at her in the eyes, this is all she wanted. She just had the best New Year ever. She's like, we are coming to this church every week. Every week this year this is happening. And men, that's why you come to Fight Club so that we can go and beat stuff up and blow stuff up. We don't do that at home with our wives. We go do that with each other, right? We go and beat each other up. We don't talk about fight club, do we, men? Because that's the first rule of fight club. We don't talk about fight club. Oh, man, I don't even know why I went off on that tangent, but it needed to happen in the name of Jesus. Naturally, we approach life with a certain mindset. We do. We do. And you want to know what that mindset is? It's everything that you've been through in your life. All of your experiences is how you approach all of your life. Because that's what you understand. Does that make sense? Now, when you meet somebody who doesn't have the same life that you've had, they don't understand you, do they? They don't. And you know what the truth is? Is you don't understand them and what they're going through and why they look at the world a certain way. I got to tell you, I remember this one time I had this, we took this kid and he was 18 years old and he had a troubled past. And we thought, I thought, this is my naive 20-something-year-old, you know, like my naive self thinking, if I can get around this guy, I will help him be a better person. I thought. Does anybody, you ever have those naive thoughts? Because here's the thing, we took him in for three months, and, and I'm like, dude, if you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to start your own business. I'm going to teach you how to be successful. I'm going to teach you how to walk into a room and own the room. I'm going to teach you these things, and it's going to change your life. But you know what? He didn't see the world the way that I see the world. He hadn't had the same experiences I had. And I couldn't understand why he would steal things when he didn't need to. I'm like, dude, I'm giving you everything. Why do you need to steal things? But see, he grew up in a different life. He grew up as a, as a foster kid who, who didn't have all the stuff, who, didn't, who had to fight for things, who had to steal from his brothers and sisters to get what he wanted. Are you with me? And some of us, we grew up like that. Some of us had, had a different past and had a different experience. Maybe we weren't all spoon-fed. Are you with me? And so those experiences now dictate your mindset to the world. Somebody say, that's the world. That's the world we live in, you guys. That's the world we live in. All of a sudden, when we get fed all these things, we start to believe all these things. We start to believe what people said about us, who, that you're not good enough, that, that we, I don't appreciate you, I, you're, not, you're not valuable, right? You, you'll never amount to anything. All these things start to stick in our brain. And the next thing, when we go to church and we hear a word from God that says you are valuable, there is something important in your life, and you're like, I'm not sure I can believe that because everything I've seen says the opposite. You see, we need a transformation we need a transformation. I don't know about you, but I need, I need a brain transplant from God. Are you with me? Like, God, you need to take my stinking thinking and give me something better. Are you with me? Like, there's so many times when I look at a situation, I'm not seeing it for what God sees it as. When I look at a person, come on, Jesse was such a great example of this, because when you'd look at him from the outside, people would get scared. Who is this guy? Why is he at church? What's happening? Like, Are you kidding me? Like, get in here. And he's the biggest, biggest teddy bear you ever met in your entire life. Best hugs ever, right? He loved everybody. Everybody. He was the embodiment of Jesus Christ. Walking it out. Walking out his faith. I was praying this morning with our team saying, God, help us all to be more like Jesse. I need to be more like Jesse. I can't tell you how many times my humanity gets in the way. Is anybody with me? Huh? Like, there's so many times. I was telling you guys last week, right? I, I walked into Starbucks and I didn't want to talk to that happy guy. I had not had my coffee yet and I didn't want to talk to the happy guy. Even though I should probably talk to the happy guy so he comes to our church and makes us all more happy people. Are you with me? But I didn't want to do it. But we all have our humanity. We all deal with it. There's plenty of times where I'm too tired and I don't want to get up. A lot of times on Sundays. A lot of times on Sundays. I've gone over my notes. I've done all those things. I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning looking through everything, making sure it's all ready, praying for you. And a lot of times I'm just like, you know what, I'm ready to go back to bed now. I, I, did, I did my stuff. Now I just want to make sure everything's good, and I kind of just want to go back to bed and get in that warm bed. Anybody with me? Right, when that alarm goes off, you're like, it's not really time to get up yet, is it? Like, that can't be true. I just went to sleep like two minutes ago anybody with me? But we have to deny our flesh, amen? We have to deny our flesh. There's something new is happening. Somebody say there's something new happening. Oh, We've got to change our mindset. How many of our mindsets on our relationships, our occupation, food, music, our time, everything we think about is based on our mindset of who we are, what we want to do, and how it's all going to work from our perspective. You ever thought of that? You ever go to somebody that listens to different music than you, and you're like, that's not music. Right? Because they appreciate something that you don't appreciate. Does that make sense? So all of a sudden, music means something different. When, when you go out to eat, when you go get some food, and you will look at something on somebody else's plate, and you're like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not putting that in my mouth. That's not happening, right? Is anybody with me? We got some picky eaters. Who, who will eat anything? Where are those people at? Oh, good, yeah, we got some of those people too, yeah. We'll eat anything. I got two, my two sons. Complete opposites. i got one that will eat anything, and the other one will not eat anything. <laughs> it's like, nope, it has to be, if those, th- those are touching, I'm good. I'll wait till tomorrow. I'm sitting there going like, dude, you said you were starving 10 minutes ago. You wanted, but it's touching. Mm. The broccoli and the chicken, they cannot touch. This is not okay. Are you with me? Like, Onions, no onions, yeah, yeah. But all these things were through our perspective our lens, how we see the world. What if how you see the world isn't how the world really is? I know that's a, that's a question to chew on for a minute. What if the way you see the world isn't how the world really is? How much of our lives are lived for ourselves and how much of our lives reflect a life that is lived to honor and worship This is a hard message to preach because I I need to have like my own mirror that sits right here to look at myself and preach because this is a message I have to look at for me. Are you with me? I'm not, I'm not, I don't have this down. I don't have this figured out. I've, I've been taught by other pastors, don't teach on something you haven't got figured out. I wouldn't teach anything. Are you with me? Like, I don't have this all figured out. I wouldn't be able to get on this pulpit and speak the Word of God because I don't have it figured out. When I look at my own life and I look at all, how many of these things are honoring God and how many of these things aren't. How many of these things are just for pleasure for myself? Every time I go to In-N-Out, hey, there's Scripture on the box. Come on, somebody. This is honoring the Lord. Right? No. If only that's why I was, I was just going to get my daily Bible study in, you know. That's what it is. I just need some Scripture. I need some spiritual influence So I look at the bottom of my shake. Mmm, That's what it is right there. Are you with me? No, nope, that's, that's not why I go to In-N-Out. It's probably not why you go to In-N-Out. Come on. But in the midst of it, how much of our life reflects us going after our own desires, our own selfishness? How many of our relationships are broken because of our, our own way of thinking? Come on. Our own stinking thinking. And how many of us are living a life that is completely honoring God and worshiping Him? I know none of you are, and it's okay. It's okay. You can look around and be like, nope, they're not either. Nope, you're not either. We don't measure up. Romans says that we don't measure up. Our, our, our righteousness is like filthy rags, right? We don't measure up. We know this. But where the hope comes from is the transformation of the renewing of our mind. Are you with me? Come on. Isn't this what we want? Does anybody want this with me? I want this bad, man. I want this bad. I want things to change for me. In Romans 12, chapter 2, it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The behaviors and customs of this world, it's a strong force, isn't it? That's why we didn't make it seven days into a new year to be a brand new you. That's why. Because the forces of this world are so strong. I don't know about you, I tried to do a a sugar cleanse. Anybody ever had to like, Cut sugar out of your life? I did that for a whole month. And, and it was really good for my, yeah, last year, it was really good for my body. But it was really hard to find anywhere with no sugar. Like, I would go to a, a restaurant, I'm like, Is, do you have any drinks with no sugar? And they looked at me like, I've never thought about that in my entire life. And then they look at all of their drinks and they're like, no, we do not have anything that does not have sugar in it. I thought, man, the powers of this world, the things around us, that, that push us in a certain direction of thinking, that push us in a certain direction of making choices, that push us in a certain direction of how we treat people, of how we act and how we live. This world has its way of thinking, and it's this flow that's constantly pushing. It reminds me of this one time I got in a motorcycle accident. See, now you can look at your kid and go, see, this is why you don't get a motorcycle. I still ride a motorcycle to this day. I love riding motorcycles. But I got in a motorcycle accident. And this motorcycle accident, what happened was, I was riding behind all these guys on Harleys. They all had these big, heavy bikes. And we're riding through the back hills of Temecula here. And if you've ever been through those back hills, you know that there's these water washes that go through uncertain times of the year. And this time of the year, those water washes were going through. Well, I'm one of the more experienced riders, so I'm riding in the back, while we have the most experienced rider riding in the front and everybody else in between, right? So I'm watching these big bikes go through this water, and they're fishtailing through that water. And I'm riding a little, this is is probably inappropriate to call, but I don't know what else to call it. You can call it a sport bike. That's not what I would normally call it. But it's a (laughs) sport bike, right? Yeah, for those of you that know, you're like, you're going, oh, yeah. yeah." A sport bike. I'm riding a sport bike, and it weighs nothing. And so I'm watching these big bikes get torn up by this water, and I'm thinking to myself, this is not going to be good. And so I slowed that bike way 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 down to go through that water but that that flow of water was so strong even as i was standing practically walking my bike across it it still pushed the bike out from underneath right now i i didn't hurt myself in that moment i hurt myself later and if you want to know that story i'll tell you later but i think about that with the flow of life we're trying to go somewhere we want to be better people We want to go after God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, completely surrendered as a living sacrifice for God. Is there anybody that doesn't want that? I didn't see a single hand. Maybe you went like this. I'm not sure if I want that. That sounds pretty crazy. But we want that. But the flow of life is just like that water. As I was just trying to walk my bike across it just takes it out from under you, just like that. Right? You ever feel that? All of a sudden, you're, you're not living out those New Year's resolutions. You're not, you're not doing those things, right? My, my diet that I'm putting off for another year. Come on, somebody. The behaviors and the customs of this world are strong. We all know it. We've experienced it. It's what we understand. Some, some of us have stopped fighting against it, haven't we? We're just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm too tired. I'm just going to let the flow take me. Come on. i got some humans in here. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Verse 6, Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Here's point number two. We're only making it to point number two. Goodness gracious. Point number two. I will give my head and heart to follow Jesus. Can we say that together? I will give my head and heart to follow Jesus. You've got to get rid of your, your past. All those things that have redefined you a certain way, it's time to put them on the altar. Are you with me today? There's some stuff that you need to put up there. There's some disappointment you need to put up there. There's some bitterness that you need to put up there. And when I say you, I mean we, because I mean me. We need to put up there and let go of our old way of thinking so that God can do something new. we got to let go of that, those, those, those things that seem to matter so much to us. Come on. And maybe, maybe in God's world they don't matter. I know that can be painful to think about. Like, well, it mattered to me. Can I be honest with you? God cares about what you care about. Is it not true how many times I have been blessed with like hockey tickets and crazy things that happen all the time? like I just got blessed to go watch the Oilers cream the Ducks. It was awesome. It was absolutely it was an absolute blessing from the Lord. But on top of that, I took my boys down and we always try to go down early so they can hit the hands of the players as they go out on the ice for warm-ups and you, you went with us that one time when we took Tristan to do that. And, and we always have such a cool moment with that. Well, my boys are so blessed. Like each of them were given a, a puck from from, from Edmonton by, by one of the trainers. Each of them got a puck. And then, as, as if it couldn't even get better, right, one of the coaches comes out, sees that one of my sons has a Connor McDavid jersey on, the other one has a Leon Dreisidel jersey on, so he goes back and gets a signed card from each of those guys and gives it to my sons. And there's this other boy sitting right in front of us hoping for the same thing and didn't get anything. So I lean over to Noah and said, hey buddy, why don't you give him your puck? He said, Oh, I said, He look at him. He he was hoping, like he saw that puck go over his head to be given to you. What if we gave it to him? What do you think that would do? He goes, Okay, He hits him on the shoulder and says, Hey, this is for you. Now the kid thought it was just a, a puck from that night. And then when he saw, wait, this is like an actual Edmonton Oilers puck from Canada, like, what? And he was lit out of his mind. He looks at his dad, Dad, look, look, look. Like, we can have these moments where we deny ourselves. Like, I can't tell you, the more that I've denied myself, the more God has blessed me with things that don't matter. What care about? I can't tell you how many times God has blessed me with stupid things. It's awesome. I have two trucks. Why do I have two trucks? I don't know. I can't drive two trucks at the same time, but I have two trucks. So we can haul two trailers. It's amazing how many blessings God has poured out on my life. And it's when you live that life of sacrifice. You've got to understand, sacrifice doesn't mean it's inconvenient. It's going to be inconvenient anyway. Come on, somebody say it's going to be inconvenient anyway. Going to baseball this morning, I guarantee you it was still inconvenient. They're out there for their son. I'm here to support you, son. You better appreciate this because I'm freezing my tail off. Are you with me? Right? It's going to be inconvenient anyway. Sacrifice isn't inconvenience. It's the slaughtering of your old self. I've got to kill my old way of thinking. I've got to kill that thinking of I've got to get mine because no one's going to give it to me. Come on, the world's told us that. That's the flow of the world that's trying to take you out. When Jesus is saying, follow me. Oh, man, listen, when we went down that road behind all those motorcycles, there wasn't just one water wash. It was water wash after water wash after water wash. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is exactly like our life. Even if we made it through one. Here's another flow. Here's another flow. I got my flow from work. I got my flow from my family life. I got my flow from all these other things that are trying to take me in the way of the world's thinking. Listen, I work at a body shop, you guys. I, I, I hear a lot of colorful language. Are you with me? They even ask, like, are you going to be able to work in a place like this? I'm like, dude, I was a Marine. They're like, oh, okay, okay. No worries. You, you get it. You'll, you'll be fine. But it's like, it's water wash after water wash after water wash. I'm listening to music that's not always honoring God. Water wash after water wash. I, I, I have this intention to get slim and get fit and then somebody brings in and out to work. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get some in. Are you with me? Like, water wash after water wash. The flow of the world taking us out if we're going to make it this i i need to have some more new year's resolutions of it's it is questionable will pastor justin finish before 11 30 <sighs> yes well here's the good thing um we have we have a family in here that is blessing us with lunch today so so i can preach longer isn't that awesome you don't have to worry about lunch now we, we we've got a, a family in here that asked me he's he's my goalie um the, the Speed family, they, they, they asked, can we bless the church with, with some pulled pork sandwiches for lunch tomorrow? And I said, absolutely. I said, I'll go get chips and drinks, and we'll make this a party. We'll have a good time. So we'll be tearing down. We have to tear everything down today and get back into our normal flow. But we, we at least get to soften it with some, with some pulled pork sandwiches. Amen? So that's, that's some good stuff. So I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to that, if you can't tell. <sighs> I will give my head and heart to follow Jesus. John 3.17, I know everybody knows John 3.16, but let's read John 3.17. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. The word judge, if you look it up in the Greek, is the word krino. Everybody say krino. Krino. And it's used often in the New Testament. The root of this word is much like our judicial system, which means to condemn or pass judgment. Does that make sense? So Jesus, when he's, when he's saying this, he's saying that God sent his son not in the world to pass judgment, not to condemn you, but that you would be set free. Now listen to me. How many of the things that we, that we enjoy, the things that we want for ourselves, how many of those things condemn us? Come on. I love In-N-Out, but I know it's condemning me. It's, it's going to take years off of my life going to fill my arteries. Are you with me? It doesn't mean I don't love it. it doesn't mean I'm not going there for lunch today, right? Come on. But at the same time, there's so many of my choices that condemn me. Jesus isn't one of those choices. Jesus is one of those choices that sets you free. Are you with me? It's so much of our life is imprisonment. Think about it. Think about your addictions right now. I know it's not fun to think about, but think about those addictions. Whatever addiction you have, maybe, maybe it's something that would, you would consider worse than a food addiction like me. But whatever addiction you have, you kind of feel like a slave to it, don't you? Like there's times where like, I really don't want to do this, but I end up doing it anyway. And then I regret it, and then I, and I, I feel remorse, and I feel hurt. Or maybe you've gotten to the point where you don't feel at all anymore. It's just part of who you are, right? Come on. This is our humanity. But Jesus came not to condemn you for all those things. Not not to pass judgment on you. He came so that He could set you free from it. How are we set free? By the renewing of our mind. How do you get your mind renewed? That sounds impossible. I've lived my whole life this way. How can I be different? How can I change? I've tried every New Year's resolution every year and it never works. How can I have renewing of my mind? You can't do it by yourself. Somebody say, I can't do it by myself. I can't do it by myself. I need Jesus to help me renew my mind. As we set our eyes on Him, as we set our sights on Him, He renews us daily. Are you with me? Listen, I, I, was, I was telling, I've told this lots of times, but I've dealt with suicidal thoughts for a long time. A long time. And I know that's hard for, for people to hear when you've lost somebody. And you're like, why would you even think about taking your life? Listen. I've thought about it so many times, and it's, and it's awful, and I don't want to think about it. It's not something I desire, but it's something that happens to me. It's something I'll be sitting there in the middle of stuff, and I'll start thinking of ways, and it's terrible. And if you're like that, I want you to know that you are not judged. You're not judged. I want you to know that you have purpose in your life. Listen, there's flows. This is a flow for me. Maybe you don't deal with that. Maybe you don't deal with those things, and you think, how selfish of you. Why why would you think of something like that? How could you think of taking your own life? Listen, people deal with it all the time. It's a flow. It's something that's trying to knock me away from Jesus. Once I realized that, it's something worth fighting. Are you with me? All of a sudden, these things that are trying to take me away from God's fullness for my life, wouldn't it make sense that somebody who is impacting multiple people would start to think that their life isn't worth anything? This is how the enemy works. He starts attacking the very strength that you have. Are you with me? And so you've got to start to see things through a different lens. It's not something that ever went away. I wish it would. I know it's kind of like Paul. Paul was praying, hey, I've got this issue with my eye. I wish this would go away. I, w- I would like to be healed of this. And God says, no, my grace is sufficient for you. You know what? I, I, don't, I don't put those thoughts. I, I cast down every vain imagination, right? That's what the Bible says. Take every thought captive and cast down every vain imagination. Those things are bad and I cast them down. One of the reasons I play hockey is so that I can get that stuff out. Are you with me? I gotta go be a warrior somewhere. Are you with me? Right? So wherever you're at in the midst of those things, it's the renewing of your mind. God, I need you to renew my mind. Come on, is that anybody today? Or am I just preaching to me? Come on. God, renew my mind. Take me to a new place. Take me to a new place. Here, here's uh, Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We've already earned death by our own selfishness, by our own flow of life. That's the way the world works. The world automatically goes to destruction. You don't believe me? Go put some sheet some, uh, some metal out in the middle of, the, of, of your yard, especially during this rainy season. See what happens in a couple days. If you don't, if if you've never done anything like that, come look at my truck. On, on the front of it, like it, it's two tone, green and rust. Are you with me? Like, yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful, yeah, green and rust. They, they go well together. It's green and orange. Looks good. Really nice. Things automatically go to ruin in this world. So you're gonna have flows in your life that are gonna constantly take you away from what God has for you. But I want to tell you that if you'll submit your life to Jesus, if you'll give your life to Jesus, you'll actually learn how to live. You'll actually learn how to live. It's not about getting mine. All of a sudden, when I start giving things away, when I start letting God flow through me, it's when all these things start coming to me. Isn't that incredible? I mean, my, my mother-in-law got, got to see all of that over the years. I mean, there's been people in and out of my life and she's got to see that too and the difficulties and the challenges of that. The sacrifice that it means to put yourself on the altar and see God use you means that you're going to lose friendships. You're going to lose things in the, like that in your life. But also, we get to see incredible, crazy blessings all the time. And it's incredible. Like when I look at it, yep, I got the wheat and the tare, they grow together. But God is good. Amen? I want you to have purpose in your life, not just, not just a few things that take the edge off. Are you with me? I want you to have purpose for your life. Here's point number three for my note takers. I will give my life to truly live my life. I will give my life to truly live my life. If you've been confused because you don't know why you're here, you don't know why you exist, you don't know what you are made for, Meant for. You've tried things. You're good at things. You've found things that you can find joy in, but there's still this emptiness of not knowing, what am I really here for? If that's you, if you're, and honestly, if that's just like me, as we seek God, we get to discover more and more of who we were really meant to be, more and more of who He called us to be. Some of you are not even close to where God has called you to be. Not even close. Some of you think you're shy. You know why you think you're shy? Because the devil told you you're shy. Because everybody around you told you you're shy. Come on. Did God ever say, like, I've created you to be shy? Maybe. Maybe. I was shy. Yeah, I think it's a joke. I was shy. Next time my mom's here, ask her. What? He was a quiet kid, only had a couple friends, shy. It wasn't until I gave my life to the Lord and said, "God, here I am. Use me." And He said, "Hey, I want you to preach at your youth, at, at, at youth group." And I went, "Me? I sit in the back with a blue and orange mohawk, and I ride my motorcycle to church. And why would you ask me to do that? I can't do that. Not only that, I want you to sing on the worship, sing in front of people, like not in the shower." Are you with me? Like, God will do this for you. Everything you thought you knew about yourself, as you submit it to God, He'll actually start to show you who you really are. And you might be a preacher. And you might be a quiet person who's a quiet strength. You know what? You might be a loud person now, but God actually made you to be a quiet person in the back. But allowing God to tell you who you are, to help redefine you, you're not all of your past mistakes. Yes, you've made some bad choices, but that doesn't make you who you are. God made you who you are. Ask your Creator. Ask the person that made you what you were made to do. Dads, maybe you're like me. You ever, you ever especially after Christmas, you open something up and you think it's supposed to work a certain way and you didn't read the directions? Come on. And you're like, this is the way this is. And then you finally read the directions and figure out, oh, I was supposed to push this button before that button. That's how it works. Oh, Right? And your wife's saying, I told you this three hours ago. If you would just read the directions. Here it is. Here it is. You thought you were made a certain way. Everyone told you you were made a certain way. The flow of the world said you were made a certain way. But have we read the directions? Have we allowed God to tell you what you were made for? Because every time that I submit myself to God and to tell him, hey, God, here I am, send me, he reveals something even more uncomfortable, something even more scary. And I start going like, Lord, you can't use me to do this. I can't even tell you. When, when we, were, we were campus pastors for Centerpoint Church, this, was, this used to be Centerpoint Church, French Valley. And I remember when God gave me the vision, said that you were going to have your own church. I said, no, I don't want this. I remember that vision so vividly. I remember closing my eyes and asking God, if, if I were to submit to your will, what would happen? Maybe you should do this sometime. Close your eyes. Ah. I were to submit to you, what would happen? And when I closed my eyes, I could feel the wood grain on, on this handrail as I'm walking up these stairs onto this stage. And I look out and I can't see anyone's face, but it's this massive building with thousands of people in it. And I opened my eyes and I said, no, God, no, I can't do that. What would God say to you? If you feel comfortable, I'm going to take you through this exercise right now. It's called exercising your faith. You wanted to exercise this year, right? So you can get buff. We're going to get buffed spiritually right now. So if you feel comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes. I'll keep mine open so people don't any, do anything weird. But Close your eyes. And I want you to ask God. We're going to keep it simple first. I want you to ask God, God, tell me a word that means something to me. Just give me one word. One word. Just listen. I know you feel like this is foolish. Just listen. What is that word? What's that word he gave you? Got it? I gave you that word. Now ask him this. God, I submit myself to you completely. What will my life look like? Now start to see that picture coming, starting to form. Start to see what he's trying to show you. What would my life look like if I completely submitted to you? See it? Starting to see it? Not who you thought you'd be. Not who you've been so far. God's got so much for you. He intends so much for you. Some of you it's it's being a mother. I prayed for kids and haven't had kids. And God, if I submitted to you completely that I would give you your baby. Some of you it's a business owner. I've been so afraid. I've learned so many things in the trade and I've learned all these things and I know I've learned so much but I always do it for somebody else and they make more way more money off of what my work than I do but if you were to submit to him completely he's like I, w- I would give you a successful business give you a happy marriage and break that addiction off of you. come on go ahead and open your eyes What did God say to you? Hold on to that. Hold on to that. It was four years ago that God gave me that vision. And that vision hasn't come to pass yet. But it will. It will. And you know what? Four years from now, you might still be fighting the same fight, figuring life out. But if you'll trust him, you'll see that transformation happen day by day, moment by moment, instance by instance. God has more for you. Matthew 16, 25 and 26. It says, if you try to hold on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what, in verse 26, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? We scratch and claw at this world trying to get meaning, trying to get purpose. If I could only marry somebody, then I'll have purpose. If I only had kids, if I only had this success, if I only was able to get to this point in my life, I would be happy. The more you claw at life, the more you lose yourself. But if you'll give up your life for His sake, He will give you life like you couldn't even imagine. I remember giving up my, my job, my business. I remember giving all that up. Thinking, I'm losing it all, God. Like, I'm giving it all for you, but I feel like I'm losing everything. But since then, when I gave all that up, to now, I've seen so many people get miraculously healed. I've seen so many People's lives get changed and transformed. I've seen so many people have hope. I can't tell you, living that life meant so much to me. As God reveals more and more of who he's called me to be. But he can do that for you. It won't look the same as mine. We're all different. God's got a different calling on your life than he has on mine. It might be similar, but it's going to be different. The only way you're gonna know is if you completely submit your life to Jesus. Completely. Somebody say completely. I know we have a hard time completing things. But if there's anything that we can complete, if there's nothing else you ever complete in your life, completely give your life to Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm just gonna pray for us. If you're here this morning, And you're willing to admit, I haven't given my life completely to Jesus. But I want to today. I might have declared this a hundred times, but I'm going to make it 101 right now. I'm going to say, God, change me from the inside out. If that's you here this morning, can you just raise your hand for me? Yeah, hands going up all over. Almost the whole room. God, you see us. You see us in our brokenness. You see us where we've fallen short. You've seen a, you see us where we've given in to the flows of this world over and over and over again. But God, we draw a line in the concrete right now. And I say, Lord, here is my life. And all of it's broken. All of it's rust. All of it's nasty. Here's my life. God, use me for your will. Use me. Use my life to do something great Change my mindset to be more like you. Help me to see the way that you see. If you prayed that prayer with me, just say amen. 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 Come on. That's our Thank God. you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstone's Church in person at Dorothy McElany Middle School in French Valley, California every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.